I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And, and this, this is That Other F Word. Ladies and gentlemen, today is going to be a very unique experience. It's a first. So today we have a guest in studio, and it's not our friend yet. Right. Or I guess not we yet. can go ahead and claim and her. She's our friend now. I'm definitely a friend now. But uh, <laughs> Mitch actually brought a guest into the studio today, guys. And we still get to drive. Yeah. <laughs> That's Yay. right. So we have Kelly here. Hello. Um, Kelly, since we only kind of know what we've stalked about you, um, if you would give us a little bit of background, whatever you're comfortable sharing, mm. um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, grew up in Knoxville and have been here my whole life. I went to a lot of different schools all around town, so I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I haven't met you all yet. I'm so, my mind is blown. I'm like, I know all the awesome women in town. Oh, now, now I do. Now, now. it's official. <laughs> Mitch doesn't, all, Mitch all doesn't let us out often. <laughs> we, we embarrass him everywhere we go. So. <laughs> I love it. I love being embarrassing as well. That's Oftentimes fun. here as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our goal okay so but uh but yeah i um got involved in some activism work years back and that has blossomed into starting a full-blown community for knoxville and um has introduced me to a lot of women that i didn't know and that inspire me every day all the time and uh, our group's called the lady scouts of knoxville it's like a cyber uh, like a secret Secret kind of community. We're not so secret. People know we exist, but we have we have a private community where we interact with each other but and network, and we get together and volunteer and let each other know about different things that are going on and make sure that we share our information with each other when it comes to voting. Things like that are important. It's a yeah. requirement. You have to be registered to vote to be a part of our community. I'm like, Oh, okay. oh, oh, I cool. love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So Ren's like, ding, ding. I don't know what to talk to Kelly about with, oh my gosh, she just just spoke to everything I'm about. Well, like, and I like you saying that secret, even though you say people know that, like keep saying it's secret because that like yeah. lends an air of sexiness and like, oh, yeah. yeah. Mystique. Well, Very and the, gr- the group that initially kind of inspired Lady Scouts is a group based out in LA called Girl Cult. And it was the same kind of thing. Like they were, they had a secret kind of group, but then they all had pins and patches and then they'd have, they have events and stuff too, like out there, the town's a lot bigger, but, and we do, we do like get together and for friendship and things. Um, is this like adult Girl Scouts? Yeah, it is. Kind do you of. have badges? We, we've definitely toyed with the idea, but, uh, and we've got, we've got some girls that make pins and that make different things. I am not artistic at all. So we've <laughs> talked about like uh, developing some kind of logo. I'm like, I wish somebody would, but I cannot draw to save my life. You don't want anything from me. I think you're probably artistic. Maybe you just can't draw, but I think somebody. that you have a flair for art, clearly. We, yeah. I, I, do, I, mean, I do, I do like colors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> But That's we've, a good thing. We've got some really rad artists in the group too. Like um, my friend uh, Myra Fersner owns Hag Cult, and she does like these super cool drawings that are like goth rockabilly kind of esque. Oh, cool. And so a couple years ago, we did a yard sale, and she made the posters for it. And it was like this. It was like Rosie the Riveter, but like undead, and like <laughs> it was so cool. So we had she made those. So yeah, we try to like tap into other people's skills well so the whole voting thing of course so ren is the vice president of the state league of women voters actually not anymore anymore director oh director okay she's just a director but i was (laughs) i was the president yeah i I was the second vice president of the state league um 
Uh, and I was the president of the League of Women Voters here in Knoxville for a couple of years. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. So the whole All vote, about some voting. Voting yes. thing is a big yeah. deal. It's we so like important. It. Well, I guess before we get into really too much, because like sometimes we just start jumping ahead. Let's ask Kelly our questions. Yeah. And I would just like to know, like, because, let's be transparent yeah. here. Did Mitch tell you these questions beforehand? No, he didn't tell me. He asked me to write up a little bio, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to say about it. I don't want to talk about myself. We, we got into a little like discussion with Mitch where he told us we were doing everything wrong, uh, which, no. which is fine. Uh, well, it's okay because we're used to it. I mean, we're women. He's a man. Like, whatever. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the hyperbole with which you speak <laughs> is astounding. <laughs> I do kill myself with the amount of crap I talk. Um, we we don't usually tell our guests the questions ahead of time. Yeah. Then Mitch was like, you know, you're like, he said pretty, we're ruining everything. Yeah, pretty much. It's very and, unprofessional. Like, if we're not giving yeah. you an gonna, opportunity to I be concise and all that. that, but we're not. We're also not asking you to like solve like the world's problems really yeah. like yeah. we think they're relatively simple questions i mean if you we also don't mind clarifying i think mitch i don't i think are the questions too difficult for you mitch is it confusing to you like do you, i mean every one of our guests have gotten them so far it, you know all I, the questions was it because it's kelly's your friend and you didn't want us to ruin everything like always i mean like, i'm not even sure how to respond to the attack <laughs> It's happening right now. So I, I feel very under fire here. You're... Under fire? I don't see. Well, that can't teach even you, talk. That'll teach you to give us a helpful production note, <laughs> won't it? <laughs> Go back so, over here now. So, so that poor Mitch, we gave him more crap. And what he doesn't know is that, you know, behind the scenes, we were like, okay, so we should do it. We should evaluate it on a case by case basis mm-hmm. if somebody's uncomfortable we'll give them the questions ahead of time he's right he knows what he's talking about but yeah. you know we're not stupid either <laughs> right. i mean come on you know so anyway <laughs> since you don't know them we're well, feminists we can't let the white man know when he does something right <laughs> exactly <laughs> god no like you know uh, we tell him he's wonderful he'll believe it oh, and then we have a problem <laughs> yeah. it gets out of control so um kelly are you a feminist yes absolutely i'm a feminist for sure nice okay. What do you think about feminism? I think that feminism is extremely important and it influences our lives in so many ways that people don't even realize. It's crazy to me that people think it's such a bad word when they hear it. It's such like a trigger word. They're like, oh no, that means that means you wanna you wanna just tell me that I suck and I'm never gonna be good enough. I'm like, no, that just means that like I would I'd like the same opportunity as you, please, sir. Thanks. Right. And I well, shouldn't so, have to ask you. Yeah, also. which is why we're here. Yeah. And so, yes, thank you. And Strangely, that is what it means around here quite often. Is <laughs> it means literally. So it's funny, actually, when Mitch, when we first started and Mitch, we were at, Mitch was at CreepyCon and he was telling people about us. He, he came back like the next day and was like, I get it now. Like yeah. I, he wasn't getting it because he's an informed man. Right. But, um, but like he was telling people about the podcast and he was like, oh, and we have a feminist podcast. And the women he would say this to would like, do I look like a feminist to you? Like, we don't know. We don't know what don't feminists know. look like. There's not a There's not a look. There's we all look different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yikes. And so, okay. So then who do you think of when you think of feminism? Ooh, I feel like I think of so many people. I think of Gloria Steinem for mm. sure. I love her. Um, I guess some of my favorite people, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is like my ultimate. I look up to her more than anything else. Ooh, I really love uh, Gloria Allred. 
Mm-hmm. She's rad. Yeah, she is. That documentary about her was just lit me up. <laughs> Seeing all red. Oh my lord, she's so good. Um, but yeah, there's so many women. Also, when I think of feminism, I think of Tori Mills and I think of Max Carlyle and people locally that like do work all the time for the cause and make sure to help in all capacities. Like, you know, starting this group, I've, me- I've met so many women that do so many jobs that I didn't even realize were jobs. And I was like, you all are really helping and doing this because you want to better the community. But there's so, there's just so many ways. There's so many avenues to go about helping. And I'm so inspired by Tori Mills specifically, though. Like her, her and Max both, they work for Planned Parenthood. Of, I guess it was Middle and East Tennessee, but now it includes Mississippi. And like, gosh, so inspiring. So inspiring to hear them get up and like to see my I think of the photos that I've that I've seen of like Gloria Allred speaking um years ago and then going to actions now going to like Planned Parenthood protest uh things and stuff like that now for Planned Parenthood on behalf of them um and seeing my friends up there I'm just like these are these are the things that we're going to look back on like this is this is huge but there's a lot of us out there yeah so this last one, you're, you can tell us like the second or third to last thing if, if it's <laughs> helpful for you. Um, but what was the last thing you Googled? Oh, I don't know. I've been, I've been working on buying a couch. So yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe that. Um, That's fun. <laughs> I don't even I, – I guess I do Google things. We, we were absolutely going off about a Hopper the other day after the new Stranger Things released uh, with photos of him. So that's a, that's a great time. I definitely looked up some photos of him. And then the other guy that uh, plays Billy. Ooh, Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did do some Googling there. Okay. okay. Yeah, there's my answer. That's my answer. <laughs> those are really good answers. Yeah. I like those. I'm, no one's ever had a, go- a couch Google. Yeah, no, I've been, I will, I just, I just moved. And so I'm working on my first adult purchases. So I just bought a couch. I'm like, oh my gosh. What kind of couch did you get? It's a, it's a convertible couch. So it turns into a full size uh, bed. Nice. It's like a futon, but it's velvet. And it's like a royal blue velvet. My neighbor across the hall, she has a emerald green one in the same, same color and stuff, but I could finance it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a big girl and I'm going to buy a couch. (laughs) But and I have a little sister, couch. so I want her to be able to come stay the night with me and, and have that too. So I love yeah. it. All right. Well, I guess we can start talking about some of our, some of your stuff, like your activism. Yeah. And, you know. So um, when Mitch suggested that you come on the podcast, he sent us this photo with very little other information. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> there's a few photos out there that... Yeah, I could think of. It so, was not an inappropriate one. Oh yeah. no, but that was, <laughs> no, no, no. But, but his, his, like, you guys should have this person on. Here's her photo, basically. Like that was the qualifier. We're like, we don't care what she looks like, but like, you well, know, no. When, so what I was like, actually Mitch's got, thing. So I think it was from. I so if I had to guess, I would say it was from like the women's march or something like that. But it was you carrying a sign, mm-hmm. um, and it what did it say? Control Alt Right Delete. No, no, no. Okay, it that's was, what I'm saying. Uh, There's a few. That's interesting. Grab, grab my pine and it'll bite back. Oh, or yeah. something like that. No, right? yeah, that was from the women's march. Uh, I can't remember exactly. It was like my neck, my back. This pine will bite. Well, yes, grab back. yes, yes. There yeah. it is. I, my friend, my friends make the best signs. Again, I am not artistic. <laughs> I just have really awesome friends that make great signs. Yeah, so that's the sign. He's. I mean, yeah, my neck, my back. This pine will grab back. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was great. My friend that Catherine Harrison gets the okay. Gets the well, credit so for he that. sent that because he okay. knew we were going to be like y'all are going to make me edit out every time you've said why so far, aren't, aren't you? And and just that time. <laughs> yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe we'll disclaim. We'll put a little. No, I think we make it matter. Just make it. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of important, but you know, it's in context, right? It was. I mean, so it wasn't like he just sent us a headshot and be like, "Here, this girl," right? So of course we like that. Yeah, I mean that was fun, and we're like, clearly she's sitting, she's protesting somewhere, or yeah at some walk and so was that that was at the women's march that was in nashville yeah the women's march down there a couple years ago we did the one here and then the i think it was like the next day there was one down there so Catherine and i took all of our signs and drove down and gosh there were so many people that was that was wild it was awesome what made you you know decide you guys were going to make all these posters and drive to nashville for us (sighs) Just, well, getting involved in, like, in other capacities have led me to starting to get involved in things like, like the Women's March and stuff like that. But it's just, it's very important to me that we make our voices heard. And that is something that, that's our way to do that is to get out there and, and protest and stand out there and let, let the legislators know that we're watching them and these things are important and they work for us and they need to be reminded of that obviously yeah. a lot a lot so <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely it. seems like more and more so a lot of times i find with people like how they get involved in activism or how they get sparked to do that is like a really interesting story yeah a lot of times with women it's when they get pissed off yes I oh find. yes so i was gonna ask like what like kind what was of the catalyst oh yes. yeah um when okay so i had my first abortion at 19 and um a few years later there was the vote no on one campaign that went on and it was uh further restricting women's access to reproductive health care in the state of tennessee and it was a really big deal and so i went and i uh st- i don't even know honestly it's embarrassing i don't even know if i was registered to vote at the time i'd never vote in my 20s i just didn't really think about it like i mean not like not like that it was important at to me. I don't know. It just didn't cross my mind that that was a thing that I needed to to think about. But anyway, when the Vote No on One campaign happened, you know, I had received such excellent care um, at the clinic here in Knoxville and they were so supportive and they told me when I was younger, they were like, bad things are coming. Like, they're coming for us and you need to be aware that this is a thing and it's not going to be as easy for all women to access these things coming up in the next few years. And I was like, no, no, no. And then Vote No on One happened and you know, there was so much put behind that. They were like, I can't remember how it worked out, but they were like, the other side was like busing out people from churches to go vote mm-hmm. to like affect the election. And so it was really bizarre. Um, but so when voting day came, I went and uh, through through Planned Parenthood and and stuff like that, I found out that people were, we were going to go out there and hold signs and, uh, you know, my body, my choice kind of things outside of the polling station that was over in downtown West. <clears throat> and um so I went and stood out there with my friend Lizzie and we stood out there for a few hours and that was my first like experience there was only a couple of us out there but there were some older women out there which I found to be really inspiring to see them you know like grandmother age women out there that are you know I'm like this is not just me I'm not crazy this is important 
So yeah, reproductive freedom and healthcare is extremely important to me and has, has been, I care about a lot more things now for sure. And I'm educated about more stuff, but that that's what kicked it off for me because that's something that I have directly benefited from the, the, from the access to, and every woman should be able to, I was 19. I was a child. I had no business. Me personally had no business having a child. And I can't imagine someone being told too bad. Like, this is the consequences of having sex. Yeah. No, that's well, not. Thank you for being so candid. Um, and yeah, I think, honestly, that kind of took my breath back yeah, a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I no, think in a, in I'm a glad you said that. Refreshing way. Thank you. Um, yeah. And and being hard on yourself for not being a voter in your 20s is um, very common. We yeah. think that we don't matter. Yeah. A lot. I, th- I mean, at least me. Like, I thought, what I think does it a matter? lot of young people think it doesn't matter. That's right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. What I say doesn't matter. Nobody hears what I have to say anyway. Or when I do speak, people are like, yeah, you're stupid and you're young and you don't know you don't when know. you get older. And, you know, you're not the only one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. And, but you do something about it now. And I think Absolutely. it's a big deal. And, you know, you standing up with other people. Mm-hmm. Reproductive health is a big deal for us too. And, yeah. you know. So, and I think we lost that one, that vote. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. We did lose that one. Mm-hmm. So you're like newly into all of this. You get fired up about it. You're passionate about it. How did it feel when to, that happened? To, be, to, to, to lose that? I yes. mean, definitely, definitely hard. That was hard for sure. I mean, everybody was very upset, but that, gosh, looking back on it now, it's like we've, we've re- experienced so many other defeats since then that that was like, that was like nothing it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was just, that was like, yeah. We laugh while we are like, oh my right. God, you know, we just keep losing these and it's just, yeah. it's awful. But you know, we've got to, we've got to just keep fighting and, and making sure that we all have, have access to the freedoms that we are supposed to. Like, if you don't like it, you can go. Yeah. <laughs> this is the law of the land. Yeah. So okay, so what other social activism and volunteer work do you do? Um, so definitely a lot of stuff with Planned Parenthood. I've done some uh, canvassing, um, talking about abortion, which was definitely a very hard thing to do. But a lot of a lot of people we talked to had no idea how they even felt about those kinds of things, which was interesting. Right. Um, I volunteered uh, well with the with the Lady Scouts. We volunteered with Beardsley Farms, Beardsley Community Farms. Uh, Khan, who runs that farm, is amazing, and they feed, they, like, produce um, food for Meals on Wheels and a bunch of other places around town, so that's pretty cool, but yeah, mainly, we, you know, I mentioned that we had a yard sale, we'd like to raise money for Knoxville Center for Reproductive Health, they have a Women in Need Fund, so oh, nice. we, we like to raise money for them whenever we can, but. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. About, so, when you go around talking about reproductive choices and stuff with people like at their, I'm assuming like you go up to people's doors. Yeah. We went to their houses. Do you talk about your personal experience? Um, so throughout the training, we, they, you know, we kind of, you have to decide whether you want to or not. The woman that I was paired with, um, she, she discussed how she had a pregnancy scare when she was in graduate school and she had gone overseas um, and missed her birth control by like an hour or two and, and thought that she was, she ended up not being, but she shared that. I only went and did that one time cause it was very emotionally taxing for me. Um, yeah. she did most of the talking, but it was just interesting how, I don't know. She's a, obviously I get riled up and <laughs> I talk a lot and way too fast. And so I kind of, kind of let her take the lead on that, but 
yeah, it's bizarre because some of these people that we spoke with, you know, when you put things in perspective, which is what we need to find those kinds of intersections so that we can understand each other better, people are like, well, I guess I'm not totally against that. Yeah. So the reason I asked that is because I listened to this episode of This American Life, which I knew the name of it or what number it was or something, but they were basically talking about the way that you make change with other people. And basically, the only way you can change someone's mind on a subject like that is by putting a face on the problem. Yeah. So they had these people go around and like talk to people in a specific neighborhood. And, you know, the first time they would ask them about it and um, people who were against it, um, they would share their personal stories with them Mm -hmm. and they would go back, I think once or twice or, you know, however many times and revisit. And by the time they came back and asked again, a lot of the people were affected by having met someone and hearing a story from someone who had had an abortion mm-hmm. and it changed their perspective. Absolutely. On it. Absolutely. Well, of course. I mean, you, you, when it's a general something, it, it's different than when it's an actual something and seeing Absolutely. the, the physical human being who had to do all of that. It has, I mean, yeah, who but, are you if it doesn't change you? Right. But that doesn't. Yeah. So the thing that's complicated is that doesn't happen when people are made to feel ashamed and right. like, it's not safe mm-hmm. to talk sure. about it. Sure. And also like, it's, it's not, not your job. <laughs> like, no, yeah, you know what I right. mean? Exactly. Exactly. And so much is put on women who have experienced these things to defend them and explain them. Right. And, you know, that's just, that's not fair. No. And, they, and you're only responsible for your experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's an amazing website called the Tennessee Stories Project. And they, uh, it's a, just a huge collection of stories from women from Tennessee who have had abortion procedures done at all different stages of pregnancy for a variety of reasons. And it really kind of humanizes abortion and makes it a little bit easier for people. Like, you know, people are like, well, I just don't get it. And if you don't have the time to sit down, like, you're like, well, here are are like hundreds of stories of situations that have occurred. And so maybe think about them from these perspectives. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But then it's harder, though, to, to not like... I don't, I'm not convinced that people who are against it would want to sit down actually and read them that would take the time to critically think about it. I don't know. Right. You know, I don't know. That's, I shouldn't even, I shouldn't be that way. That's pessimistic. (laughs) Well, we, I mean, so like one of the things that we hope this podcast does is, you know, we like, so my father-in-law and I are very different politically, but he's one of my favorite people to talk to politics about. Yeah. Um, because we just talk to each other like two human beings that have good Same. intentions. Yeah. Right. And, it, and, it, and yes, and nobody accuses the other of being stupid or not. Right. And you have discussion. And then somewhere you are like, wait a yeah. minute. And it's not like, here's a story of a liberal, like, girl changing her father-in-law's mind about everything. Nope, no, it's all. a story about like two people who have conversations with each other and, and like, he changes how I think about things too. Yeah. And um, I just think <laughs> the problem, like, so that's really beautiful. And I love, like, I hope that our podcast, like, inspires people to have those kind of conversations. Yeah. Or just Google something and read something yeah. new that maybe they wouldn't have read before. But then, like, there's a certain point when it comes to, like, policy and intruding on other people's rights. Absolutely. That, like, I don't know what to do at that point, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, I, yeah, I'm just kind of at a loss. <laughs> there's so there's only so many like empathetic conversations you can have before it's just like you you can't right govern other people's lives like this right well yeah. that's when you go out and hold a sign i guess right and... yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> become an activist yeah, yeah. yeah. 
start beating down people's doors and stuff. I mean, I don't know for sure. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So Katrina and I have both, um, done voluntary, like organizational kind of stuff too. But, um, most of my work is, was with the League of Women Voters, which is mm-hmm. a non-partisan organization. Okay. Like political. I don't know a whole lot about that. So it's mo- it's it's kind of like we they take stands on certain issues after they're like studied by mm-hmm. the members and voted on, but they would never we would never support or oppose um, a political party or candidate. Uh-huh. Um, so as to stay kind of unbiased or yeah. to appear unbiased, mm-hmm. um, but. So I get the feeling that kind of you've been in some more like liberal progressive spaces than we have. And I find that really interesting. Yeah. My family's not that way at all. That's been a time. (laughs) But but I do, I do feel like I live in a blue bubble around here a lot of the times, which is good and bad. A tiny little blue bubble in a sea of red. (laughs) I feel like Knoxville is, is very progressive. I know so many people. I mean, we have, we have over 350 women uh, involved in the Lady Scouts. So. Oh, wow. So actually, can you tell us, since we've, let, let's yeah. talk about the Lady yeah. Scouts. Will you give? Okay, so our group is for uh, women and female identifying, you know, absolutely inclusive, but the whole point is, is it's it's a women's space. Okay. So, um, but yeah, we, oh Lord, there's, there's a lot of aspects to it. We, um, we definitely network a whole lot. A lot of friends of mine have been able to get jobs, which I think is really awesome, and like network in that capacity. But we went w- within our forum. We kind of just talk to each other about the problems that we experience day to day, from from like right. Re- regular problems to period problems to boyfriend problems to like, hey, my car's messed up. Where'd I go to get it fixed? Or, hey, I need a therapist. Or, hey, I need a therapist for a, like a tr- that helps with trans women specifically. I need, you know, somebody who's going to be good for that. And because that's also seems to be a, another issue is finding finding doctors who are open and inclusive. Sure. And, and it's so nice to be able to come to a place like that and people can be like, you know what? I actually know somebody who's really great and I'm going to steer you in that direction. Yeah, but let's be honest. You're a bunch of women, so you probably only spend your time fighting with each other, right? It's oh, yeah. the, the see, and that's the funniest thing is the like what dudes have like this the idea they've developed of what we are and what we do, and and you bash men all the oh, time, right? Oh, they think that like that's all we do. I'm like, that's all you talk about that, is men. All we right? do is sit there and bitch about our ex boyfriends, right? Like that's ninety percent of the time. That's you're all probably I want to do. Talking about men, <laughs> literally, like literally ninety percent of the time. This it's like unless nothing. somebody has a boyfriend trauma at yeah. that particular moment it's just specific to that boyfriend <laughs> absolutely it's the it is crazy it is really bizarre i'm like you all are really ridiculous yeah, <laughs> it's not about you no one cares <laughs> nobody literally nobody cares which unless you've done something really bad in which case you will be you will be <laughs> but which has been good too like so many women who have been victims of like um, you know, sexual assault and domestic assault and things like that at the hands of the same men in town mm-hmm. have been able to share their stories and link up with each other and become friends and build relationships in that way too and know to, know to stay away from certain dudes that are predators and are repeat. People people who have been affected by the same individual? Absolutely, yes. Wow. Yeah. Not surprised. There, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, and two, you know, we can, as a community, we look out for each other. So, like, mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I have an old boyfriend, my last serious boyfriend, and I, um, at the end of our relationship, he assaulted me. There were some other times that I think were kind of a gray area, but um, at the end, he assaulted me. And at the time, I had just started Lady Scouts. We had been around for about a year or so, and I was extremely embarrassed. I worked at a bar. I was around people all the time. I didn't really want to talk about it and tell people about it. Um, and now it's been a few years and he's still around. He assaulted someone else now, apparently. And so I've started talking to my girlfriends and being like, listen, you know, I'm setting boundaries now that if you're going to associate with this person, I'm not going to, I'm not going to associate with you anymore. And I know that I haven't been super vocal about it, but having a community like that, I have such a support system of women that are like, you are making the right decision. I'm so proud of you. This is what you need to do because I'm, I'm really bad at setting boundaries. Normally I'm like, Oh, I just want everybody to be happy and friends. And now boundaries are the best thing that God ever made. (laughs) And it's been so refreshing to have, but going even beyond that, you know, my girlfriends look out for me and they won't, a lot of them won't even wait on him because they know, like, they're yeah. like, I'm not going to participate in this. I'm not going to make these things easier for you or make you feel welcome in our space because right. you are you're not, not, yeah. you're and, just and not. you guys have that, yeah, that support group, which yeah. is, is really cool. And even if I don't see, you know, some of these women every week or like, no. you know, they're every there. single month, they have my back, mm-hmm. solidly have my back and will always make sure to... To, to look out for each other and for me. And we have to look after each other, especially with these manipulating people out there, you know? And same goes for girls, too. Like, you know, you just, you got to call people out on their bullshit. Why? I think. And I'm I don't a, know. I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I excel at that. <laughs> As Mitch laughs. <laughs> Yeah, he gave me a judgy look a minute ago about the boundaries comment. Oh, it's because, you know, actually you have good boundaries. We've talked about this before. You have usually set oh, pretty good ones. I love I'm a not, boundary. I'm not always good at it. I didn't used to be good at it at all. Now I've like, boundary. I hate boundary city. I, I, I kind of hate that I have to. Like, it kind of makes, makes me mad, right? I'm like, I, yeah. I just wish you'd respect. Why can't what, you just be right, decent? Like, just stop being somebody I have to have boundaries about, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I think that's why I, I've had a hard time with it because well, I don't. Yeah. That, I mean, so sometimes people are just jerks, but also I think, you know, everybody's coming from their own perspective and every, right. so this doesn't apply to assault, but like, <laughs> <laughs> no. but sometimes someone's had a behavior that they've had their whole life and right. nobody's no ever, ever told said, them. yeah. yeah. And so she's like, eh, this doesn't work for me. And so I'm just going to not do this. If that's cool with you, I'll check you later. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like not going to, not going to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how many times you've done that to other people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you Wrong keep girl. doing, you keep yeah. doing you. Do whatever. You do but you. But I'm not going to. And I'm over here yeah. and we'll, we'll do these things yeah, separately. Separate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm better with it with certain things. Some, some stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you know, you know me. I, I just feel like so, so many friend groups are so intertwined that it's hard to, um, like disengaged from some people. And I've I, always had like a really strangely not cohesive group of friends. Yeah. And Ren can uh, testify to this. There's some friends of hers she won't let me meet. <laughs> <laughs> Does that not make you crazy and make you want to meet them? No, I think I'm like, for, I need no, to. No, it's for her protection. It did at first, but then later yeah. she's like, no, no, like this is the best thing for you. Like, trust I, me. I, swear <laughs> I, I promise. And so, and like, like, so Rin is always the kind of person who's like, well, if you're friends with that person, I want to be friends yeah. with that person because if you love them, of course I'll love them. And then I'm like, 
no, like you guys sit in that corner and then you in that corner. I don't, all of y'all are a bunch of weirdos in different ways. And then like, so they had a big party for me before I had my hysterectomy and uh-huh. I walked in and I was like, this is a group. They've gotten them all together. And now I'm a little bit weirded <laughs> out because nobody died. Nobody died. Nobody died. And it was fine, but it was really weird. Cause it was like all my group, my friend groups are like meshing. Yeah. And I was really focused on the margaritas, though. I was fine. Right. So we had margaritas and beer and stuff. So it was fine. Ultimately, no one cared because I had like two margaritas and mispronounced my new last name. (laughs) It's a party. (laughs) Nice. And her new last name is Young. Yeah. It's like a real word. It's not. It's a word that she said a thousand times at least before she actually got married. So it was um, that night. It was Yang. It was Yang. Nice. Nice. You married an Asian guy. I didn't know it. Like it would have been great. Oh man, amazing. I don't know how I missed you actually mispronouncing it. I'm really yeah. disappointed. I but I I heard about it. Yeah. Right after. Oh, um, and then I so I I can have like two sips of a drink and then I'm. Gone. We can share yeah. her nickname's two sip. Oh. And so then so they had this like picture stand set up and so I thought they were trying to take a picture of everyone at the party and so I tried to pull my husband into it, but he realized that it was just Katrina and a family that was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost photobombed that one. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like really, it's it's really interesting. And so you're right, though. Like sometimes you have to break out of that normal, the normal echo chamber. We talk yeah. about it a lot here. It's why we like to have different kinds of people on. Um, it's always why we have Mitch in here to say, hey, I, I think what you guys were saying was this, but it sounded like something else, you yeah. know? And because we don't, we don't always want to, hear the same thing right and somebody does have to kind of hold us accountable for what we're doing and saying but it's also so i think it's good to have spaces where you get different perspectives but i think it's also balanced it's okay to balance Mm -hmm. that with spaces where you just get support yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and just told how yeah we have to have people who say you're really really great everything you're doing is great and then Mm -hmm. you have to have this the other spaces that people are like hey so you could be doing this better absolutely you don't know what you're talking about My best friends are really good at reminding me that I am wrong. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, no, I know that, you know, I'm going to say this in private, but you are really wrong. You're off off the rails, sister. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's okay. That's a good thing. You know, but in, but within our community too, like within the Lady Scouts group, um, it is really important to be still like for for everyone to empower each other and be nice to each other. And that's been a really interesting thing to deal with, like being the admin of a group that size and that big, you know, it's the same words said to me different ways, whatever. Uh, but yeah. So how does the group get founded? I, I, I started it with a couple girlfriends of mine. I came to them with the idea. I really wanted all my friends to meet each other. I was my mom that's all I know right Kelly and Ren Mm -hmm. yeah my mom's told me my whole life you know you can't make all your friends be friends I went to 11 different schools from kindergarten to the end of high school Kelly's like I'll show you I'm like you know what I'm doing it and I totally have my mom in there so that she can like watch and like look what I do look what I've done all so, of my very closest 2,000 yeah. friends yeah. are now friends. So there. I, yeah. And it's definitely, I mean, it's helped, it's helped like weed out some, some bad eggs, which has been nice, but it's weird how 
while we are meant to be inclusive, we don't owe anyone anything. And I think that that is something that some people are confused about. They're like, well, I want to be, I want to be a part of it. It's like, well, this might not be the space for you. Right. And not every, if you don't have a good attitude and, you know, truly want to make other people feel better, then maybe this isn't. So what does it look like though, when this thing is in progress, right? Um, Like we kind of, we like to hear these brainstorm like, oh, we're going to start something. And our last one was via text. And then Rin was like having this like really serious conversation with me about starting the podcast. Uh What does it look like? I mean, are you guys sitting at a bar drinking? Are you in your living room like crying about the bachelorette? I mean, what's happening when, when, what does this look like? (laughs) Sitting on the porch, having beverages at my my old apartment. And we just, we're tossing around ideas. I mentioned earlier girl cult and they, so I was added to that group years back, a girlfriend of mine, Valerie, um, she's from a small town around here from Knoxville basically. And so she moved out to LA and then came back. She moved out to Vegas and came back. She's now back out in California, but she met a few of these women. Um, and she told me about it at the time. She was like, you know, I'm in this group and I just really think that you would benefit from it. They were really strict with the rules. Like you had to be nominated by two people that were actually in the group that knew, that actually knew you to get in it. So she had to like pull some strings. Anyway, I was exposed to just so many, so many ideas and stuff that we weren't talking about here. Like a lot about like cultural appropriation and just different topics that I wasn't, that I was learning about from you know, seeing, uh, engaging a little bit, but really just like observing these conversations that were going on within that group. And I was like, man, you know, there's so many people that don't even think about this stuff out here. So as time went on, I was like, you know, I wish that we could have that, like we could have something for Knoxville, for people here to get involved. And also I wanted to volunteer, but I didn't want to go by myself. So I was like, maybe if I just (laughs) introduce all my friends, they'll all want to go volunteer and we can go like... (laughs) pull some weeds at Beardsley Farms, which is great and really cathartic, strangely yeah. enough. But. Well, and that's a scary thing. Like, to go volunteer for something that you've never, like, by yourself is kind of like a intimidating thing to do. Absolutely. It can be, especially when it's a, a mostly woman thing as a woman. I mean, we know what it, sometimes it's like to walk into a room of other women. It can be scary and mm-hmm. possibly, you know, and oftentimes I've noticed my working up to it is much worse than it is, oh, but yeah. it's the potential for it. It's like, oh, I'm going to walk in. There's going to be a bunch of women. If I'm not dressed right or I don't look right the way they think I should look, I'm going to be, and it's ultimately fine. It's why I've put myself also in situations I'm not comfortable with Mm -hmm. um, just so I could break out of that. I mean, look, I could be a recluse if I was allowed to my own devices. (laughs) So I never want to walk into a room full of people, like ever, (laughs) for any reason. Like I don't literally want to leave my house. Yeah. so... You know, going into somewhere that that could potentially be scary. I get mm-hmm. it. You know, and I've ha- I've had to do stuff alone here because when I moved here, you know, I didn't know anybody. I, so the like, older I get, the less I want to do things alone. I, when I was younger, I would be like, okay, I'll go out. See, wherever. now I'm better. I'm like, believe oh. it or not, now I'm better because I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna put my head down and. The older I get, the least I, the less I want to do things. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I want to sleep. Like, once again, I don't ever want to do anything. <laughs> I never want to yeah. do anything. However. <laughs> Yeah, but Katrina and I actually met because of um, the league, like, like through voluntary And I went by myself. And... I mean, I had to do that by myself. No one was going to yeah. go do it with me. And that was and a big here you are. That's rad. You know, yeah. You're one of the me... true loves of my life. There you go. I better be. Can you yeah. pronounce her last name? 
Vargas. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Give her a margarita. We'll talk later. <laughs> I wonder what it'll turn into. <laughs> I didn't get the connection. Then. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's Vargas. She's, lo- she's the loveliest. <laughs> Thank God I changed my last name. My maiden name would really get you. Oh. No, Enriquez. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. I like the little bit of flair in there. It's fun. <laughs> I, need to, I, need, I need to hear these again after the margaritas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't even imagine what Enriquez would sound like with a margarita. <laughs> I, Enriquez. Mm. <laughs> it, would be, it might not even start with an E. Who knows? Like, like <laughs> something totally different. <laughs> so, can we please do an episode with drinks? Who? <laughs> I don't. Sure. Sure. Uh, we'll wait a few months. Yeah, I'll be filled uh, with regret, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. For sure. <laughs> um, it won't take much since we don't drink much anyway, so one we'll be the, good. One of the ways I know when I've had too much to drink is when I say something that I think is really funny and people kind of just like <laughs> look away. <laughs> then I'm like, yeah, I probably should stop. <laughs> people look away oh, yeah. oh and people who like usually laugh at things right. i say are like mm-hmm. oh. yeah like i don't want to look at her direction to break her heart because yeah. she's so sweet and she's lit now and like the rin crying will happen in a minute and, yeah. like, um so it sounds like this whole thing i mean you're obviously a good con- community contributor and, yeah i mean well congratulations by the yeah. way on founding something Thank that's you. obviously yeah. like helping so many like people a big deal. Yeah. that's so. like that's huge and it's and it's been a, it's been a wild ride co- you know coming along we've been around for a little over three years now which is crazy to me when i first started it uh, i never never could have imagined what it's turned into but yeah it's awesome yeah. and i i don't know i've always been kind of like the the mother type of my group mm-hmm. i'm a virgo so oh, i'm a virgo through and through i'm very mothering yeah <laughs> Whether you like it or not, I will criticize you, and I will also try to lift you up at the same time. I'll um, tell you how much better you could be doing it. I can fix all of your problems if you just listen to me. No. I like how we have all these assertive women who have no problem forcing have you, their will. I will let you know. Have you tried fixing all of Mitch's problems? Because I, I think have that... I, I, could, could you? I, I you have no idea what his problems are. Could, oh, we could make you a list. <laughs> okay. <There you> go. <laughs> no, Maybe, no, no, no. So we're going to have an episode, right, about just Mitch's problems, and I'll come back for that to great. help solve if, all I mean, of... We can. If your next organization could be surrounding... Let's start an organization specifically to solve Mitch's problems. I like it. <laughs> Mitch we'll is like, a... I don't have any problems. Every time we try to like be nice to Mitch, then he'll say something like mean back to oh, us. He's so, so rude. He's so rude. <laughs> We're like, oh, Mitch, you know, this, this, and that. I got it. Okay. <laughs> we were we were trying to be nice. Like, and he's like, I don't want you nice. No, you're, 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 both of your kindness just, just shines on this podcast. <laughs> Anybody that's ever listened to it knows how nice you both are to me. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. We bring you food have, every time, man. And you have Sharpies. I mean, like, it, Mitch is like, listen how this goes when he's, we're not on air, guys. <laughs> Wow, I really do like the Sharpies. I didn't think I would. Oh, oh, okay. They're delivered on Monday. I mean, right? That's lovely. We just we just don't say it in words. Their love language kind of, is different. That's I fine. am. I'm like a, I'm gonna buy your affection person because yeah. I'm never gonna tell you I love you. Like yeah. it's, it's just stuff. yeah, I'm not comfortable with all that. You tell me you love me. I mean, but I do love you. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Mitch, what you what you want to say to us? I mean, so Kelly is. Is has was your friend first, but now she's ours, and you're out. Um, That's the story of my life. <laughs> um, 
But and you and you kind of know her, you know, you do know her better than we do. And talk to us about your thoughts and. So I have some questions. Okay. <laughs> well, first, how did you guys meet? Oh, we, Lord. I, it was a bar. It was a bar. I think yeah. it was probably Urban, because I was there a lot. Well, back in the day, we used to have a lot of parties at the condo, back in like Straight Line Stitch and when Whitechapel first came up. So I don't know if you ever ended up there. Yeah, the probably right around when I started getting into the radio yeah. and, and all that stuff. Okay. okay. And I was just out and about. A lot. A lot. Okay. Until you guys have known each other a couple of years. That's oh, Lord. Sounds it's like, like probably 10 years. Yeah, over. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. More. Well, so first, thank you for having us have a new friend that's now our friend and not yours. You're welcome. Are you going to let me talk now? Are I, you, got, you got some more little anecdotes? Probably. <laughs> Keep going. Go ahead and I'll throw them in as I see fit. <laughs> All right. So I think it was interesting that you said that you live in a blue bubble because yeah. we were just talking earlier about the fact that I, I blocked somebody on my Facebook recently. <laughs> Um, it was a person that just said the most asinine things and I, I really didn't know the person that well yeah. in the first place. And I have a lot of that on my Facebook because oh, yeah. of radio and, and being out and about as much as I used to be, uh, uh just the little social butterfly r- flapping his wings around mm-hmm. Knoxville. But I, there's a lot of these people that I, I don't know that well. Anyways, I never wanted to be the guy that built his own bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, and it, so it kind of bothered me that I had to do that mm-hmm. eventually, but I think you also said that Knoxville seems very progressive, and I agree with that within the city limits. Like, downtown, Happy Holler, North Knoxville, like, this area right here, I agree fully. Like, we're really blue around here. But, man, I just keep seeing these people come out of West Knoxville and the hills, Mm -hmm. and it reminds me that we are in a very, very red state, and that's frustrating. Uh I just, I don't know. That didn't really have a point other than, <laughs> other than yes, I agree. Other than and I are both from West Knoxville, so yeah, we're well, not all bad. I didn't say that. I didn't make a <laughs> sweeping blanket statement. You're right. Okay. Everyone that I'm lives just, in West Knoxville. That's, <laughs> that's the worst. the part of town where a lot of the money is, and yeah. therefore you yeah, get a not lot our, of- Not us. Yep. Nope. Not our, you're right. Not our neighborhoods. <laughs> and this is the part of town where you get sleeveless tattooed kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, which we enjoy. Ren, Katrina, have you guys ever been to a protest? Yes. Yes. Okay. Very cool. Which one? I've been to a couple of the women's marches, a couple um, anti-abortion. And did ones. you guys have signs? Um, I, I did. I think, I, I've I've think had I had sign. like an or- one organization, like not a fun one, like Kelly had. Okay. <laughs> I was really gonna make fun of you for not having been to one and no. saying that you're really into inactivism. <laughs> But now I'm just going to joke as dropping it right there. There's something that's never come up on this podcast that I would like to say. I don't like this. No, because we talk about like how sweet I am and stuff and how I don't like conflict. I took on uh, Congressman Duncan when he was in office in the paper publicly. Correct. Multiple times. That's amazing. Obviously, I can't use the joke. Oh, yes. I can't use the right. joke. I like okay. how you were trying to store it up, though, to like give us like I'm really a gonna zinger. Give it to him I'm going to get the girls, well, and then it just wah, wah, wah. You know, they can't all be winners, okay? It's, no, they, clearly. I'm okay no. with that. Okay. Well, uh, you win some, so you lose more. Just going to edit but... it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think a lot of people, when they see protests and activism and stuff, it from an outsider's perspective, it looks like a bunch of people under a tarp uh, making signs, handing them out, and just going on. Like it seems very impromptu, 
unorganized almost uh-huh. and thrown together. Well, it does sometimes. So let me, I'm not to, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like when we were walked in pride, um, we were all very organized. We were in mass and the six protesters oh, were Lord. very much disorganized <laughs> and looked stupid. So I, I, I mean, they I always look stupid. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I've been on the other side of, Poorly planned protesters. So, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean... Well, I wasn't necessarily... Sometimes guess it is. I guess where I was going was it, it's not that. No. no. It, there's a lot of work and That's effort right. that goes into it. Somebody has to write those clever chants. Yeah. You know, somebody has to come up with the clever signs and paint them. And it's like... Well, and also getting permits and right. like organiz- organizing right. people and like there's a lot that so goes into it. that was where I was going is so that people have a better understanding of exactly how much work and effort is put into these. Like what... Like give me an idea on that. Like what, what goes into a protest? Uh, Other than just, well, let's get our signs loosing and go down to the, to the place. Yeah. I mean, I think some people do that. I know, I mean, that, yeah. I know that there's a lot of networking going on uh, amongst a, a, many of the local activists. I I have never assisted in putting anything together necessarily. I just kind of I find out about them and then jump I go, in the car, grab your sign with yeah. Lucy, and head down yeah. to the place. Yeah. Well, okay. you've got to you've got to decide on a location. You've got to decide on strategy. There you've got to permits. Decide you... on how you're going to market it and communicate mm-hmm. it to people because you want you don't want to have a protest with six people that show up. Like you really want right. to like have a force. You look sad. Right. When that happens. Yep. Well, when um when that white nationalist guy came to mm-hmm. UT, that's the picture that I thought that you all were going to reference because it was in the Knoxville News Sentinel. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think because Ren and I were not your friends on Facebook, yeah. we didn't have access to that. We can fix. That. <laughs> we we'll definitely yeah. need to fix that. <laughs> but when we went down there, um, you know, a girlfriend of mine that I went with, uh, Jax, she is the master sign maker. She's the best sign maker that there is, I swear. Um, but she, so she's got like signs on deck that she keeps for any types of situations like this. I love that. And uh, so Let's go down to the sign vault and see yeah. what I can get for you. Yeah. So, I love that too. Actually. You know, we grabbed a couple and went down there, but the people, the, the people that were kind of like leading the protest mm-hmm. um, were first of all, much younger than me. And I'm like, wow, this is so incredible to see y'all out here doing this. Like, this is amazing. Um, but they brought a bunch of cardboard and some red acrylic paint and just tossed them on the ground. And everybody just went up and grabbed and made their own signs that didn't already have signs just to kind of like make sure that everybody could have right. have access to that. Or like they'd paint signs and set, set them to the side and you can go grab one if you wanted to. So Well, I think it's interesting that you said the people leading it. So it is organized and there are people there that are... and, and it, as far as a leader, I don't mean like somebody yeah. controlling it, but somebody guiding it and yeah. and they pushing had it. Megaf- I guess. The, the two the two girls that I saw had like megaphones. It's always the people with the microphones. Yeah, and so and in this particular instance, I don't think that a permit was needed for what we had done. Like the police officers, which there were hundreds of them. Yeah. To and there were two gentlemen, not gentlemen, two boys that went and attended the. Uh, racist man's sermon, whatever that was. Um, two guys showed up and that was it. Um, but they had easily 200 police officers armed out there. It was insane. They were all lined up to protect these people. And that's, that's the craziest thing to me. I can't imagine having a job 
that I'm that I have to protect these people that don't think that everyone should have the same rights and that right. these people are subhuman. Well, like that's we had crazy. it when the Civil War statue was they were trying yeah. you know yeah that too. we had mm-hmm. more people. Oh my lord, that was count, I was there counter for that. protesters. Yeah. Then well, and if you want to have a really effective protest, mm-hmm. then you have someone who decides how the people who are protesting with them are going to like kind of like your strategy and like rules of the game yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. There's this um, this was years and years ago. But the KKK came and had a demonstration, and there I think his name is Chris Irwin. He yes, is, he is amazing. He's a, he is so he, amazing. He was at the, he's a he, prodigy. Yeah, they, oh, he's great. Yeah. But he organized the people protesting with him to come and dressed as the Ku Klux clowns, and nice. they, yeah. I mean, they, they were, were throwing white flowers at them as they would chant white power and they weren't angry that. like they amazing. all decided what we're gonna do is we're not gonna be angry we're gonna make this look Chris comical you that. know what i mean yeah. and they and they like the uh, he's made a yeah. kkk guy, a guy cry because of that because he's not taking because when they don't take them seriously and you know they're very serious and they're ma- mad <laughs> yeah. and yelling and he was not taking him seriously he's started crying he was like yeah. I, I win people yeah. people think this stuff just happens but right. like it does rosa it. parks wasn't a lady who was just real tired one day like she came and trained at the highlander lander center in east tennessee yeah. and it was part of a planned thing Pur- i yep. mean it was purposeful she didn't like you yeah. said she wasn't just a lady tired she yeah. was a lady who had planned to do exactly what she did yes yeah. right okay so last question canvassing what was the because i've heard people that go out and canvas and it surprised me to hear that people were open to listening especially on something like reproductive rights mm-hmm. and stuff like that because uh, I think it was when Obama was running the first time. A girl I was dating at the time was canvassing. She's like, "It's this is the worst thing I've ever done." Like, I walk up to somebody and start to hand them a pamphlet, and they're screaming "baby killer" at me. Oh, She's wow. like, "I, I've never killed a baby, and I'm not encouraging right. baby killing. Like, that's not what this is about. No. Like, that's and that's the whole concept of reproductive rights seems silly to me because I've never heard a valid argument against abortion." That did not start with a Bible verse, right? Which I think that's ridiculous. But it's not about killing babies; it's about the choice. Like Absolutely. I've stopped using the term pro-life and started using the cho- the term anti-choice. Yeah, forced birth. Yeah. So it surprises me that you were able to have conversations. I think that the training, the incredible, amazing training that we get from Planned Parenthood before going out, because the whole point is to destigmatize the word abortion and, and right. to use the word, and because it is a normal word, and I feel like everybody that I know has had an abortion at some point. Like I've everybody, had four. Know, I, yeah, I mean everybody you know, every, you loves everyone loves somebody who's had an abortion. Yep. But the way that they kind of teach you to go into it. You know, you definitely have to gauge it. Mm-hmm. And we definitely had, there. one of the first people that we approached was a, a much older man sitting on his porch and he was having none of it. He did not want anything to do with us and was sure to let us know. But, but yeah, I don't know. I think what's most important, what I think helps the most is like, like I said, finding those intersections and being like, hey, like this is what I experienced and this is how we can tie it to something that you've experienced so that you can kind of understand that this is not, we're not that far off from each other. But I don't know. Yeah. Some people definitely weren't open to it, but some people yeah. were like, no, I hey. Like, I, I like that you said you want to reclaim. I mean, and start using the word. Absolutely. It's how we feel about feminism. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, these words are just, I mean, 
there, there's something that words happens. Are, words are important right. and powerful and also just letters that are put together. Yeah. Like both of yeah. those things They're are both true. Both of those things, right. And we can use them and yeah. we don't have to be afraid of them. It's just, I mean. it's, yeah, things are stigmatized so much and you've got to, you've got to talk about mm-hmm. it for it to be normalized. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for doing all this great stuff. And hey, thank thanks. you for being here. And Mitch, thank you for introducing us to just yet another wonderfully dynamic and strong person. You're, you are good for something. <laughs> just another just another way I'm enhancing your lives. I mean, well, I mean, I'll take it on this occasion. <laughs> <laughs> With regard to Kelly, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> um, okay, so is there anything else that our people need to know, Kelly? Do they need to... Visit any please register to vote. If you're not registered to vote, register to vote. It's very important. Vote in city council elections. The city council movement here in Knoxville is an extremely important movement. Um, that everyone that is involved, uh, David Hayes and Amelia Parker. If you don't know who they are and you live in Knoxville, you need to find out who they are because they are two of the most absolutely incredible people, both running for city council, that truly care and want to want to implement change that is that is going to develop a Knoxville for all, which is their platform. And I just am so moved by them that we definitely need to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I, I agree. Rin, of course, agrees. Yes. <laughs> like, voting in our, you know, voting at all, but voting locally really does. Yeah. Do voting of, is really important. Know. But I, you know, I understand how some people feel that like with the electoral college, like, you could make an argument about whether or not your vote is effective at that stage if you're, you know, yeah, a blue dot in a, in a red state or a red dot in a blue state. At the state level and at the local level, your, your vote, vote matters matter. sometimes one for one. Well, yes. we've had we've had elections here locally that have been decided by six votes. Yeah. Or less. I mean... Lo- it's also worth noting that there are states that have already started uh, to abolish the electoral, electoral college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... I'm down um, for that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's probably just about it for the day. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, that other F word pod. Find us on Facebook at that other F word. Find our website at that other F word.com. And hey, Kelly, you want to hit them with our uh, tagline? Feminism isn't a bad word. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>